Let's do a podcast. Hello, and welcome to Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. All right, go. I'm Alice Caldwell-Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Yay, Liam. Yay, Liam. Hi, my name's Liam Anderson. I'm the person who's talking right now. I, uh, again, left my mic stand at the beach, so I have to do this. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> Sorry. So sorry. I guess I don't have to do that. Uh, I'm just I'm just used to it. I thought you uh, didn't have a mic stand at the beach either. I, I thought no, that I was brought an it. I bonus. brought it to the beach. Uh, no, the 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 problem on the bonus is that the mic stand didn't clamp into the desk. Okay, so it's double useless then. Yes, yes. So uh, I uh, also my headphone amp died. So I'm gonna write shit audio a very shitty email. Uh, <laughs> If if anyone's got recommendations for headphone amps, hit me up. And also, we have a guest. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Gareth Dennis. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. Love to have you back on, Gareth. Always. Yes. Uh, returning returning champion guest. Uh, hello, lovely. Absolutely. You, you get nice access to, to the like uh, the West Coast, the Avanti uh, West Coast, so like premier first class lounge. Uh, oh, KP nuts. Like yes. sandwiches in there. Yeah, d- d- decent peanuts. Uh, you can <laughs> like semi comfortable seating. You know, you can you can enjoy all of that as you know, as someone who's been on the podcast like I don't know, like like a half dozen times by now. Yeah, yeah, probably about that much. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, that's very exciting. No, it's always yeah. fun to be back. Uh, and wh- who knows what chaos lies before us? Oh, this is a unique opening because what you see on the on the screen in front of you is a CSX. SD forty two locomotive that hungers in its heart for blood. <laughs> and here's the thing, it is supposed to look like. Oh my this. god! Yeah. Ah oh, fuck. Ah, there's Damn nothing it. wrong with it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Quite Absolutely. Dusty. Yeah. Why's it got wrong. whiskers? What What's with the whiskers? Which uh, whiskers? It's got whiskers out of its snowplow. Oh, oh, those are those are multiple unit cables, I think. Yeah, what? Why are there so many in all? In anyway, okay, fine. I don't also, know. Also, is the is the is the quadruple eight? Uh, is that a Nazi thing or is it not a Nazi thing? No, they just happen to have that many locomotives. <laughs> CSX had eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight locomotives. It's a big railroad. Yeah, mm. it's not that big. <laughs> oh, but, you know, man. sometimes sometimes you have different series, so you don't have all the numbers there. Um, yeah, I was thinking like uh, this would be like a class eighty-eight or something, but I guess yeah. you don't you don't really do classes. Uh sort of. I mean, I know that CSX owned over a hundred SD forty twos at least. So, you know, someone just liked the number eight and thought I can get I can get the number eight on this locomotive a lot of times. Yes, exactly. Um. So anyway, today we're going to talk about. The CSX Crazy Eights incident of 2001. Love an incident. Uh, yes. We are going to talk about one of the last and greatest runaway trains. Ah, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the grand finale, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, first we have to do the goddamn news. Oh, jeez. Hey, I got the drops right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Alice. Um, Thank you. A building in Davenport, Iowa, has partially collapsed 
Um, and that, that's people, a really sort of like strong <laughs> use of the word partial, considering it's like it looks like a, a, a good bit of it, of it is it missing. Is yeah, yeah. I would. No, that's much less than a third because the building is sort of C-shaped. There's there's a lot of building ahead. Oh, uh, two okay. wings up here. Yeah. Um, no, so this says. Um, this is the Davenport Hotel. You can see a, a historic image of it here. It's back partition wall. The party wall collapsed. Uh, we'll speculate on what caused that in a moment. Um, you know, a few people are presumably, at least at time of recording, still trapped in the wreckage. At least two people are unaccounted for. Um, mm. Previously, three people unaccounted for, but the city and the owner and the structural engineer were basically like, once the building partially collapsed, they said, we have to tear this down instantly. Yeah, okay, maybe uh, we should pausing. do some search and rescue, maybe, uh, guys? Yeah, guys. They, they did They did like a solid 45 minutes of search and rescue, and they're like, we got to tear this building no, down No, you need right to do now. a little more than 45 <laughs> minutes. It should yeah. take as long as it records us to do a podcast for you to do search and rescue at the yes. least. <laughs> at the bare minimum. <laughs> Good um, grief. So, also, wait, so is this social housing, or is it... Uh, it's, uh, it's sort of, uh, it, it's just, uh, apartments. I, I think ah, okay. relatively cheap apartments. Mm. Um, yeah. so, you know, the, the, they tried to get this building demolished within like 24 hours of the collapse, despite people still being missing. Someone was pulled out of the building alive and unharmed well after that deadline. Um, you know, protests erupted in Davenport because, you know, this is an insane idea to start demolition instantly before even attempting any recovery. Um, you know, they left everyone's pets inside. I was going to um, say pets, and if it's if they're yeah. not well off, then then I mean, you know, it's less important than people and pets. But yeah. property, if people have everything they own wiped your, out, and yeah, that that's all, actually can be kind of life ruining. No, we send in the bulldozers, you know, it, uh, over the Labrador retrievers, over um, you know, and anything else. Uh, yeah, this this whole thing. I'm going to be honest. Um, I haven't looked at the building. I'm not there in Davenport, Iowa. I've just seen pictures. This whole thing seems kind of fishy to me, right? Mm. Um, there's some um, politicians in the Quad City area who have ownership stakes in this building. Um, the structural engineer said the whole building is imminently dangerous, a threat to the public, basically saying, you know, well, these old-fashioned steel and brick buildings, if one goes, the other goes, which is not necessarily my experience with these sorts of buildings um we'll get into that a bit you know there's a question here of whether they just wanted the building to come down to cover up some mistakes they made during renovation um but you know the permit history sort of pretty much lays bare just how badly maintained this building was Ugh. um you know and right now uh some of the the i think the mayor at davenport some other folks are basically talking to the media, trying to gaslight everyone into thinking they never said they were going to instantly tear down the building, which is oh, that's, fantastic. That's a yeah. fascinating strategy. Yeah. Don't think of it as bulldozing. Think of it as like extremely mechanized urban, search and rescue. Extreme urban renewal, yes. It's like a move <laughs> yeah, this kind behind. of urbanism is actually illegal in like most jurisdictions. Yeah. It's and murder. I don't know. I was I was obsessing over this yesterday, as I do with these sorts of things, and sort of armchairing the whole thing. Um, you know, because uh, as as the great Yogi Berra said, you can observe a lot just by looking. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you can. This is uh, a very neglected and abused building, right? Um, 
This was a Davenport hotel built 1907. Uh, Wikipedia and most of the National Historic Register uh, articles about it say it's a brick over steel frame building. I am unsure if that's referencing a fully steel frame building where the out exterior walls are held up by the steel or one where there's an interior steel frame and uh, the brick on the outside is load bearing. I sort of lean towards the latter because these these walls seem very thick, um, you know, and, and it's Davenport in 1907. You know, you're not necessarily going to have curtain wall technology making it that far out in the sticks. Um, you know, they, they, it burned down, but they fixed it in 1939. They converted it to apartments in 1985. Um, you can sort of look on Google Maps and see on this partition wall, right? Because this is the wall that faces the lot next to it. Uh, it's not richly ornamented. It doesn't have all the accoutrement of the rest of the building because in 1907, people in Davenport were very optimistic and they figured, well, you know, this faces the property line and there's going to be you know, by 1928, there's going to be a yeah, right. 50 Davenport story building there. America's second city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like six million. It's the yeah. third largest city in Iowa. <laughs> um, there's still time for it to like be on the up. Davenport will rise again behind <laughs> the empire of chiropractic. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, the, the carnet that rules sort of the Midwest has to, has to be somewhere. It's going to have a summer capital, and I think, you know, strong possibility. <laughs> Could be Davenport, yeah. So yeah. What, what you're seeing here is the picture from Street View of this partition wall in 2019. Uh, you can see it's had, at some point, at least 10 years prior, but probably more, it's had this sort of tan paint added. And you yeah, can see all, great, of these to be honest. Re- all these red splotches, right, especially up here, which is where the paint is peeled off. And um, this is why you don't paint brick. Um, this this We've is mentioned this. All, We've been over this yes. before. We've talked about how you don't <laughs> yeah, do this before. Yeah. What you what you sort of see here is where the paint is peeled off. It's taken the hard face of the brick with it. Um, like for instance, especially right around here, this sort of uh, brick arch over this window frame has. It's a little hard to see with the scale of the image, but if you zoom in on Google Maps, it's it, it's got no mortar whatsoever. Um, this brick arch is no longer holding up the window. The window is holding up the brick arch. Yeah, it's, it's um, like a pile <laughs> of bricks now. Yes, I mean, it's it's sort of, there's, this is, this is one of those buildings where, you know, back in the day, if I, you know, walked by a particularly badly crumbling building, I would usually test out and see if I could grab a brick out. Yes, of it. you would. You know, yeah, I did that pretty constantly. <laughs> this is, this is definitely like one brick. of those. Yeah, it is a yeah, free yeah. brick. And, you know, if it just comes out, it wasn't holding anything up anyway. Let's get real. Um, so, you know, this, this, this wall has decayed very significantly. The thing about paint here is moisture is able to get in underneath the paint. And once it's in underneath the paint, it can't expel itself or evaporate into the outside of the building. So it can only go two ways which is either it goes down and infiltrates into more bricks and sort of pools at the bottom, or it pisses out onto the inside of the building, right? Um, mm. Which would account for lots of the mold problems which are happening, which were happening in the building. Lots of, uh, you know, sort of general moisture leak problems. You can go through the permit history of this thing, and it's just, you know, uh, plumbing permit, plumbing permit, plumbing permit, plumbing permit. 
is clear that they were trying to find the source of the leak, not knowing that it was the whole damn wall doing it and not the plumbing. Um, there's also a brand new roof on this building. Uh, the part over this oh, area. That, what is that warranty is still intact. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I so I, I look at this. I don't like the size of that uh, HVAC unit on the roof. Yeah, that, I, I I don't like that. I don't like the whether the fa- where the failure has occurred directly underneath it. That that to me seems relevant. Uh, here's an interesting one. So here's the chiller. There's a stain on the roof. What remains of it? The brand new roof near the chiller, and that drains right to up here where we see the worst water damage. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder if that did something. You know, yeah, my, so it's, there's a thing. Engineers have an instinct for seeing things that don't look good. And hmm. uh, I would, if I saw that HVAC, that chiller unit pulling up on the back of a, you know, like a low loader, and then someone saying, oh yeah, we're putting it on that roof. My response would be, no, you're not doing that. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Unrelatedly, you're, you're, you're a little <laughs> loud. Uh, I think that's what's sort of doing the echo. Is the it's like if you look at the waveform on the Zencaster, it's like a little Let's bit. Try high. that. How's that? Is that better? Uh, yeah, sounds good. Sorry, Sorry. I, like, I, I, no, 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 not your fault. I, I, I figure I, if I didn't, if I don't like intervene with audio quality stuff, Dev murders me. So. Yeah. Sorry, Devin. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, murder me. Murder me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but Devin, De- mm-hmm. I know. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, anyway. De- I don't. I don't want to create acrimony between uh, you two. You know, I, I want you oh. to have your own reasons for murdering each other. Um, <laughs> How sweet. Oh. <laughs> so I, I will note that notably, the part of the building directly underneath the chiller is not the part that collapsed. Um, oh. You know, this is this is old fashioned steel framing in here. It's overbuilt to hell. Um, it's hmm. not even like continuous, like welded beams. It's like four angle sections that are riveted to a plate. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good stuff. Um, you know, so I, I, that's why I, I sort of I put the blame here again. I'm armchairing, but I'm putting the blame here on the the brick wall collapsing and taking out everything up to the first column line. Be nice to have drawings of this building. Um, you know, the main lesson here, do not paint your bricks. And if you must no. paint your bricks, yeah. use the special brick paint and have a bunch of like vents and shit and make it very permeable. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, in this case, just because it's load bearing brick, I do not believe weep holes would help. Um, They're called weep you know, holes? What kind of yes. bloodborne shit is that? That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a picture. That was taken uh, about two days before the collapse. They were doing some work on the brick at the lower stories, I believe. Um, and you can see these huge so chunks fell just fell off. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some other pictures I just got. Maybe I can bring one of them up uh, of uh, some of the shoring they were doing uh, during the work. Um, and this is what I would call inadequate. <sighs> Um, <laughs> you mean those those four poles aren't holding the entire building up? Crazy. Well, I I I don't know exactly what's going on here. You know, if if this wall were supported every story by the steel, maybe you could get away with this. Um, but uh, this is the worst one. Um, oh, there we go. Yes, that's <laughs> not a mistake. I was about to say, I I, I think. You need a little more than two toothpicks to handle that, that sort of bowing and that's, bulging. 
That's um, a picture of a building currently collapsing. Seconds before yes. disaster. Yes. Yes. That's, <laughs> uh, hor- uh, amazingly, this is a few days before disaster. The other uh, fun thing is that this is in direct view of Davenport City Hall. Um, so, you <laughs> know, every single, yeah, exactly. Every single building inspector oh. was walking by this multiple times a day, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, why I mean, was it, everyone not taken out of that building as soon as that was visible? I mean, yeah, once that's... you see a condition like that, you're like, all right, everyone out of the building. Um, you know, this, is, this is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring your important mm-hmm. documents, you know. Uh, <laughs> Because it's not an imminent emergency, an emergency, but it's like, hey, we should get everyone out of here. We should be doing work to stabilize the building. Um, You know, it's kind of it. It's 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 just symptomatic of, um, you know, there's a certain kind of property owner, right, who doesn't really want to put money in the building. uh, So they just keep patching up small problems and awkward and bad ways you know forever it costs yeah, them more that, money in the long run yeah it, it it's, yeah. it's bad business um and lots of people, currently being run that's good yeah, well, yeah uh, it, you know lots of people wind up suffering for it um <laughs> the other thing here is is kind of like uh you know so here it was like we have a very big problem which is this whole party wall went to shit over the past two decades or so and you just needed to deconstruct and rebuild it. I don't think you could have done much else, um, given how far the brick had gone. Um, you would have to do it in like one fell swoop. You got to do get a lot of scaffolding up. I mean, you'd probably, unfortunately, because it's such a big job, you're going to wind up having to kick people out of their apartments just because you can't have people living in an apartment with no wall. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, but then how do those people pay those. rent? Yeah, how do those yeah. people then pay rent, Ross? Did you just did you think that's about that? That's a good that? point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah think I of the landlord, Ross. You just have them <laughs> promise to pay rent while they're not in the building, I guess. Um, you know, so this is uh, you know, and again, they they kept trying to patch this up by doing interior fixes to what I would say was probably fundamentally an exterior problem. Uh, don't paint brick. Um, the other thing here is I think you know. This is, this looks like a very bad collapse, but given the size of the building, this is only a relatively, I wouldn't say relatively small chunk, but you could realistically say we should do a more thorough inspection to determine if there are parts of the building you can save rather than mm. saying we need to demolish the whole thing in you one Surely save swoop. two out of the three wings. Yeah, yeah I, so, you know, I think. Yeah, then, then you can't hide all of your mistakes. This is uh, true, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that this is... I could certainly see ways in which parts of the building that are far from this collapse could be damaged. You know, every horizontal beam probably got a good solid yoink, you know, from the yes. uh, collapse. You know, um, <laughs> this is something where, you know, if you have everyone far away from the building already... Um, you don't really lose anything from keeping it standing for a while while you try and ascertain the condition and you don't have to like go in there. You can use like drones and stuff. Um, now a lot of the first responders were reporting that, you know, it felt like the building was wobbling around while they were walking in there, which, you know, I is, is certainly it could be doing that. That could also be psychosomatic. Um, you know, yeah. I, 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 but the, 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 the engineer like fence. Yeah. No, yeah, the, 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 oh, the, the, oh, the, the, the building 
I don't think that the structural engineer here has done due diligence is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, uh, you're, you're, you, you shouldn't necessarily be trying to act as rapidly as they are. I don't, I don't get why they're trying to move so quick. And this is Davenport, Iowa. So if they tear this building down, they're going to wind up with, you know, a parking lot for 80 years or maybe an Arby's with a drive through or something, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, or, or you're, the sort you're, of like great Kogan of, you yeah. know, uh, Khan Pritzker after he dies yeah. there in the summer capital. If we should be so lucky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing seems kind of fishy to me and stuff has been happening very quickly for reasons that don't make sense. Um, and I, don't think that it's totally unreasonable to like say all right let's get a drone in there let's look and see how stable the building actually is you know call up a steel fabricator get some you know supports on the side some quick and dirty bracing you know maybe you could save parts of the building and save people's property and their documents and their family heirlooms, their birth certificates you know mind you yeah in a heritage building yeah but 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 more importantly, we should say the people. We we, yeah. we do should we should say again. It should not take you less time than it takes us to do one of these. Yeah, I, shamelessly I, I, anthropocentric I, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Regrettably, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the the um, you know, the two people unaccounted for is still a thing. Yeah, and I, and you know, the, yeah. the, I I I guess all I can say is you know if you're a, a resident who lived here. Uh, get a second opinion from a structural engineer mm, if you yeah. can find one willing to do it. Um, a structural engineer who owns yeah. their own drone, I guess. Yeah, I that's becoming more and more common these days. Yeah, um, for like facade inspections and stuff. I mean, this is uh, you know, looking at those pictures of the brick bowing out, that would not that would not play well. Like, well, let's say here in Philly, where we have a facade inspection ordinance that would, you know. You would have you would have a uh, a duty to immediately shut the building down if you saw something like that because that's just wild. <laughs> that's yeah. that's like a crazy thing to see on a building. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think the main thing I would say about this though is don't paint the brick. Just no, don't do I, it. No, no. You know there is special paint that does work, but. It, just it, it, there's no reason don't, to. Don't. <laughs> just don't just do let it. Me break. Yeah, I think I, I think it looks nice painted, like apart from the big hole in it. But the big hole in it really <laughs> detracts from the attractiveness. Yeah, the, of the it, big so. hole in it is a major issue with the building. Um, yeah, also, it doesn't look like kill two people good. Like you know when he goes yeah. to like a you know Renaissance Palace or whatever, you go to Versailles and the tour guide is like, oh yeah, dudes have fallen off of this like every day. Um, like 500 people died to build this and you're like well that kind of sucks but like i can see where they were coming from it's like a sort of prestige yeah. national project thing it was you know 500 years ago or whatever um you, not so much a hotel and well now apartments in davenport iowa you know yeah 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 the whole thing is definitely like it shows signs of neglect even on the on the good sides of the building like the front there's lots of like step cracks in the masonry there's all kinds of other stuff um <coughs> this is just straight up neglect is the thing um mm. you know and and this is what you get the kind of uh, thing that used to be called urban decay yes. yeah 
And I guess the other thing is, uh, you know, I, I, again, I, there are buildings in like the Bronx that have come back from worse than this. So I, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's something fishy about the uh, trying to tear it down as quick as possible. Well, ask um, me about all but, of the mysterious fires in Glasgow. Um, yeah. <laughs> or mysterious fires in the Bronx, for that matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> the sign, you <laughs> see the smoke on the horizon, you're like, that's going to be student housing. Someone's going to be paying <laughs> 1500 quid a month out with a, like, any sort of like legal rental contract to live in a loft there in six months' yeah. time. Meanwhile, in Davenport, you see the collapse, and you're like, yeah, that's going to be an Arby's. <laughs> with a drive-through in the center of town finally Ugh. just just what davenport's always needed yes um as long anyway. as there's horsey sauce anywhere is livable mm. i would recommend not tearing down a building while there might be people in it no um, again yeah. i can't believe that's a thing we gotta say <laughs> yeah we shouldn't have to say that yeah um in other news <laughs> Rick, I've had that one saved ever since you started talking about it. That's a little, a little drop for fans of the YouTube Zone. Uh, that's <laughs> Mondays and Thursdays, nine PM UK time. Uh, slop dot <laughs> delivery TV slash yeah. Trash Future Podcast or Slop dot delivery. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got to talk about La Sombrita. I love uh, it. It's been, oh, it's been far too it. long. It's been far too long since we recorded, and we got to talk about La Sombrita. Okay. Yeah. Please. So, what is La Sombrita? In Los Angeles, there were some consultants. Mm hmm. And, and they were contracted with uh, the Los Angeles Public Transit uh, Authority, or whatever it's called. I forget exactly which agency. Oh, this is, this is the whole four thing. Four million that are not. Yeah, they were contracted yeah. with LADOT, uh, which is going to become important later. But it was mm -hmm. this consultancy, Conque uh, Design Initiative, which is apparently a non-profit focused on design and community development. Is it because um, it looks like shit? Well. And that's idea... why I only trust the shelters from the profit from, from, from the for-profit companies. You know who built a good bus, to, uh, a bus shelter is Halliburton. Yeah, well, <laughs> is, Los Angeles has shitty bus stops. A lot of them are literally just a sign on a pole with no nothing. Like to the point that there's a guy who's been he got profiled in the LA Times. Just been like guerrilla, like installing benches of his own fabrication, uh, <laughs> which I think is incredible activism. Uh, but part of the reason why is because there is this uh, process whereby. In order to build a bus shelter, like a full-size bus shelter, you got to go through the city council, and the LA City Council is, uh, as any Angelina will tell you, one of the most dysfunctional bureaucracies in the world. Uh, then you've got yes. to go through the, uh, well, as, as I understand it, 10 city agencies. That's you've got too to go many agencies. <laughs> you got to go through the Department of Public Works. You got to go through the Bureau of Street Services, which is part of the Department of Public Works. You've got to go through the Department of City Planning, the Bureau of Engineering, the LAPD, the Bureau of Street Lighting, nearby. There's a bureau owners of get a veto. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I think there's also a hard cap on bus shelters within Los Angeles proper for wait, some yes. reason. Yeah. Why? Uh, <laughs> so there's just the, some guy somewhere question. else demolishing another bus shelter. 
Yeah, he's just on call in a, yeah. in a truck with a with a, well, crikey, okay. Yeah, like one yeah, in, one a out. Non-renewable like... resource. You can only move them around. You can't make <laughs> yeah. new ones. We lost so, that so, technology. So this <laughs> consultancy, uh, LADOT, doesn't have anything to do with all of this, really. Which is another thing is that like none of this is overseen by the same people. LA Metro runs the actual bus service. LADOT does this thing, uh, and then like uh, the Bureau of Street Services like constructs the bus shelters. So. What this consultant there is nothing sheltering to... about this. It's a it's a stick. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. This is the thing. It isn't a bus shelter. It's specifically not. The idea is you put this up in lieu of a bus shelter because putting up a bus shelter is too hard. And what this is, is... I am going to light myself on fire. I am going to be like that Buddhist monk. <laughs> it, it gives you it gives you uh, a little bit of light at night. It's got a light in there, and it's it, got a tiny it, little it, light. It's a, it's a little shadow. It's a little sombrita. It, it like uh, something to be said, by the way, about the way in which uh, the city of Los Angeles uses Spanish as a kind of like cutesy way of obscuring its own sort of like decisions. But um, yeah, so uh, the idea is it's a little like shade because it gets very hot, gets very sunny, Los Angeles. Yes. And the idea is you you stand under it and you don't die of heat stroke as much. Um, yes. Which, if they didn't install it parallel to the sun's rays might work for one person <laughs> well they, they um, went through prototypes where like this was you know whether the shade moved or it like unfolded and all of those were like too complicated and so instead what you yeah, get value is, engineer is, those out yeah yeah, 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 yeah value yeah. engineer those out and what you get is the weird skateboard thing uh which by the way each prototype of this and i i just invite you to look at this each prototype of this costs ten thousand dollars i am going to off. light myself on fire <laughs> yeah. yeah it I mean, looks like is... an ikea cereal packet clip just give me ten thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> give me and Roz ten thousand dollars and we'll build the best goddamn bus shelter you ever saw in your fucking life it'll be made of gold on depot and put one up uh, uh, ladot do do say though that if this takes off which it won't um, they're gonna like drop the cost, hopefully, in mass production to about two thousand dollars per sombrita. The I think uh, <laughs> the comparison was like a, a proper bus shelter is like fifty thousand dollars, but the thing about that is a bus shelter does something. Yeah, it does mm. something. They just this is a ten thousand dollar stick. It's a stick. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, also... it, it doesn't doesn't do anything. It, it, uh, like LA's LA's process for building bus shelters is so inefficient that they tried to privatize it. Right? They gave um uh, this company oh, JC Dassault that like uh you know owns a bunch of billboards. Uh, they let them construct bus shelters, and the city would like take a cut of the revenue. And they were going to build like uh two thousand five hundred of them, and that they only built like about half of that, I think, just because it takes so long. So. Yeah, th this one guy in in like a Peruvian balaclava, who yeah. the LA Times profiled in like 2018, who was just like installing bus like uh, benches unilaterally. That guy was shining doing path, order of but magnitude. only because the the stops are lit. Yeah, yeah. Shine, shining only, bus shelter. Yeah. There's yeah, only I, I really one tried to demographic. There's only one demographic for whom this is useful, mm. and that is tall seven year olds. <laughs> they're well, gonna lick it because the texture is interesting yeah. <laughs> they, they do claim there is, a, there is a demographic angle to this because part of this was it was a DEI initiative 
And that's why it was partial. It was like so mocked originally, is because they, you know, LADOT did a big thing about this. They posted about it where they were like, "This is a like women-led, women-empowering." Oh yeah, project. They, they tweeted. They tweeted a picture with a woman stood underneath it, and it oh, was because why? This... I was baffled by that. Absolutely. Well, the, reason, the reason why is that this comes out of like uh, the sort of the path to the birth of Las Sombritas is is weird and it comes out of this uh like policy paper that uh LADOT contracted this group for about how to make the buses more accessible to women which is good right like that the, they weren't wrong when they identified that a lot of mm. the bus service is, is like it, it disadvantages women in ways like not having a lot of lights so you have to walk down a like creepy street in the middle of the night yeah. or uh, you know, not having shade or not having seating, uh, or like seating that's designed for men, stuff like that. Fine. Uh, sure. What they got out of that was, we have spent ten thousand dollars to create the you know an inch of shadow at midday. Um, yes. I think that's maybe not great, and it has been roundly mocked, and it deserves it. And the other thing is, this consultant team—they're like, wow, we went on this extensive. Uh, taxpayer-funded vacation, uh, like Hamburg and London and Quito mm -hmm. and Ecuador, to study how the buses work there. And they come back and they they do this thing, um, <laughs> oh, you know. And it's kind of like I don't, I I don't. A lot of times I don't understand why these trips are necessary, even when they are productive. But like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, they, they they claim that like that's not specifically related. They went on all the trips as like a fact finding thing to decide what they should what do, and fact then finding. Well, you can I, go to Quito you can and just you can Google. See... There's Google. You can just Google the word bus shelter. That's that's fine. It works. <laughs> Skype whoever you... works in Quito yeah, on their just buses. Just call the guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah, be like, exactly. hey, dude, hey, can you hey, tell hey. me about it? All right. Great conversation. Cool. I saved fifty five thousand dollars and hang up. Yeah. Yep. Then you could build five of these <laughs> and, and a half of another me. one. That's yeah, terrible. <laughs> You know, and it's like, I, okay, you went to Quito, which has a bus rapid transit system, and a lot of the stops are like air conditioned, and they have like offboard fare payment, and so on and so forth. And clearly, you learned nothing from that because you're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you just made a stick. Yeah, like oh, this is, it's like air like conditioning. It's shade, which I don't. It's not like air conditioning. No, right? <laughs> I feel like the answer here is again something that the city has made impossible, which yeah. is. Plant a tree. Do you, yeah. do you know what's yeah. good at like providing shade? It's trees. They're they're really fucking good at it. Uh, but that's that's dangerous to drivers. What you need is a breakaway uh -huh. post. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was gonna say I, I wanted to talk very briefly about the Devon. We're already going long. It's fine. We've got a hard stop. I'm starting rail natter in like an hour. Um yeah, they made that 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 post the stick is a breakaway stick. So these are probably strong enough that um, a guy leaning against it will snap it off. Uh, there's yeah. your $10,000 right there. Or the tall seven-year-old. Or the tall <laughs> seven-year-old. While they're yeah. licking it, they push it yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the light's okay, I guess. It doesn't illuminate yeah. very much, but it's Yeah, but the thing about nothing. sticks is you can put a... Lampposts are a, a known <laughs> technology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
It but barely provides any little, light. Like, curve. It, on, yeah, it only it lights itself. Like it, it it only lights itself. It doesn't light the area. <laughs> yeah, because then you can't. You wouldn't be able to see the stick if it didn't light itself. You know, you, you spend ten thousand dollars on it. You might as well make it visible in the day and the night. Now, what if the stick had bus information on it where the light is? That might be useful. Incorrect. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Instead, oh you just have God. to have like perforate it to um, in an interesting pattern, in a way that it's lets probably... the light through. Yeah, oh, yeah, it yeah. provides oh even less God. shade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So, um, thank you to the consultant class once again, providing us yeah. with innovations we would never see otherwise. <laughs> no, because they won't give us a grant. Give us yeah. the MacArthur Genius Grant, and we'll do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> You can sponsor NPR. You can sponsor us, you motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. That was the goddamn news. Okay. So before we start today's episode, uh, this is also, it's CSX Crazy 8s because we have 88,888 subscribers as oh, of yeah. several Ooh. days ago. Go, 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 go. More subscribe. Yes. Smash yeah. that like and subscribe button. I want yeah. my plaque. I want my <laughs> goddamn plaque. What number does the plaque happen make, at, Alex? Make some fake accounts and subscribe. Oh, God. Subscribe, yeah. goddammit. Yes. Yeah. Give us give us the plaque. Give us the make, plaque. Make, right. make accounts for relatives who are dead and have them sub subscribe. Yes. 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 Commit enough for Trump is good enough for you. Commit like, yeah. fraud. Su subscribe. Oh. Uh, register another account with a photo of you with a fake mustache on. Subscribe with that. Register another account with a go, fake beard. Go. Subscribe with that. Go into a graveyard and look at all the names and subscribe under them. <laughs> hello, also hello, regular cars viewers who are excited for our podcast and won't be coming up for four more months. You too, subscribe. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about uh, flat switching, right? Ooh. Switching cars in a rail yard. Cool. Hmm. So, freight cars all have many destinations. So you send them all to, in a big train to a rail yard. And the train is broken down into smaller trains, and those trains bring the cars to their destination. Sure. Yeah. It's usually a siding, right? Um, there's two ways to do this. One is called the hump yard, right? They push the train over a hump. At the top of the hump, the cars are uncoupled. They coast down a hill into various different tracks, which are yeah, for really trains like going it. to different places. Yeah. It's like drifting, uh, and, and a little bit like playing pool, but also it allows you to stencil the words do not hump on railroad cars that you shouldn't do that to, yes. which is very funny when seen in isolation. Correct. Yes, and, and, and uh, you know, the, the hump is, uh, you know, the push the car over the hump, but then the car is going too fast, so then it goes over something called a retarder, which retards the speed, Hi. and that's the last time you can use that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. I I do like uh <laughs> I the, I always wanted to do an episode I don't know if it would be a disaster but maybe we could get uh someone back on for it about um uh smoke jumpers. Yeah, well I'd love to do California wildfires and like wildland firefighting. Yes. Uh, oh, me too. Like, yeah. Great at some point. Uh, I the the that's, that's the coolest uh, job I've ever heard of. It's just like, hey, you see that bit of forest that's in the middle of nowhere and it's on fire? That's cool. Parachute into it. 
Mm. Good luck. <laughs> if you know somebody who would be uh, who would be like good to talk to us about California filed uh, fi filed fires filed fires. fires. Uh, there, yeah, and and who is like gets our vibe? I'll reach out. Okay. Um. Mm. So that's the one way to switch cars is humping them. Oh, yeah. The, the other way is like called <laughs> flat switching. Right. That sounds much less interesting. Which is where you just move the cars around with a locomotive, right? Roz, I want to fuck the hopper cars. So, <laughs> Roz, the French color for Taj. Now, when you're doing <laughs> when you're doing flat switching, speed is important because freight cars spend most of their time in the rail yard. So this is a great place to reduce the amount of time that a car spends in transit on the way from its destination. On the way from its origin to its destination, right? Yeah. Um, Seems a bit is... safer too if the thing's like attached to both power and brakes the whole time it's moving. It depends. It's mm. also cheaper to build this for a flat switching yard because you don't have to build the big pile of dirt to do the hump switching over. Mm. So now some of the some practices which they used to sort of expedite switching are now illegal or highly discouraged. So, for example, what we're looking at here is something oh, called thank you. polling. Right, we talked about this on no. interurban railroads. Yeah, I don't like yes. this at all. Yeah, no, so thank you. We have a locomotive, we have a freight car on a different track, and we have a man with a stick and a very uh, bright hat. Yes, and a very bright hat. Um, probably seersucker. Uh, and I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's seersucker. That's what the railroad hats are made of. Uh, Barely know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here, here's the thing, right? Uh, Please subscribe to the patron, uh, because Patreon, because Roz and I need to go to the Derby and bring Alice, and we all need to wear matching WTYP seersucker. Uh, what are they called? Windbreakers. I, cool. I the yes. Kentucky Derby is decadent and depraved. Mm -hmm. Also, I, 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 okay, fine, whatever. So this is one of the ways you save time is through polling. And uh, that way you didn't need to move the locomotive onto another track. This pole is held in place entirely with pressure from the locomotive and the freight car. So incredibly stupid and dangerous. It worked most of the time. And other times it killed you. Um, now, this is this is now <laughs> illegal. It's not been common for decades and decades uh, ago, right? But there are other practices oh, which are... Killing you thing. Yeah. The death. Yeah, the murder yeah. and the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah, other yeah. things which sort of expedite switching, which are less illegal um and people still sort of do them even though they're kind of dangerous right so we're talking about uh boarding and alighting from moving trains we're talking oh, about shit. leaving the cab of a moving locomotive to throw a switch ahead of it oh um, yeah we're talking about uh something which is still explicitly allowed like kicking cars um you know where rather than drive the train all the way up a yard track to uh drop a car off you get the locomotive going up to like 10 miles an hour. Someone goes in front, up, uncouples the cars. You stop the locomotive, the cars coast into the siding. Uh, you know, that's. So you're basically ghosting the whip, is what I'm understanding. Yes. Yes. You are. You well, are. You're, um... you're curling. A little yeah. Like... yeah, curling. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. It it is curling. That's when Alice, we're taking over again. Because sometimes you will have like brakemen riding the cars and setting the handbrakes, uh, usually only on one car. But, uh, you know, this is still very common. Um, now, in order to expedite movement of train cars around the yard, all these train cars have their air brakes cut out. 
Um, they're just isolated and turned off. Um, Safe. Yes. And everything, everything is done with handbrakes in the rail yard. Uh, and that's because, you know, in the yard, you have a short train, you have a heavy locomotive. The locomotive brakes are more than sufficient, right? Yeah, sure. And you have a set of trap points either side of the yard to make sure that if there is an errant train, you stop it before it gets onto the main line, right? What are... Right? Uh... It depends. <laughs> Sorry, what are trap points? Uh, it's a set, It's like a, it's like a switch, um, but it doesn't go anywhere, and it just ditches the, the, the train into the dirt if it tries to get somewhere. Oh, it okay. Understood. Oh. Uh, yeah, we... You can, you can get the same effect by 3D printing a derailer like that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get this. Oh, yeah, in we'll fact, it's, it's exactly. There was a set of trap points, right, that, that made the trains go sleepy uh, from the episode that uh, yeah. recently, where the trains mm. went sleepy next to the swing bridge. You know, when you have very, you know, these cuts of cars are still very long, uh, you may have catch points, but you may have to overrun those in a normal yard move, movement. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think we really have catch points in the United States. I'm going to be honest. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. I'm sure that won't have any long-term negative consequences or result in any incidents. Oh, no, absolutely not. So let's look at one flat switching yard. This is the Stanley Yard. Oh, now you're talking yeah. my language. And this is in Walbridge, Ohio, um, just south of Toledo. It's over here near oh. the Toledo Executive Airport, where you fly your private jet in to exclusive Toledo events. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure there are some. Uh, all the other Toledo executives. Yes. Yeah, the University of Toledo. A, you can yeah, fly can. in for Wednesday Maction. You can meet <laughs> other car dealers. Um, <laughs> oh, you, I, yes, we both read the same Slate article. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so this is this is a former New York Central Railroad yard. Um, oh, this that is explains in, why it's not any good. Yeah, this is in a very flat part of Ohio. Uh, it used to have a hump. It doesn't anymore. In fact, I think it's completely closed now. Um, you know, but this has been closed and open several times as the railroads have focused on different kinds of traffic because um, your traditional... The uh, switching yard that's really only useful for um you know carload freights that's stuff that you drop off directly at industries as opposed to like containers or big unit trains oil or coal or something right that like that yeah, yeah which have their own yeah. cool terminals where you like do special shit with them like turn yeah. an entire coal car upside down or whatever yes yeah you got the yeah you got the funky cranes so funny to me like turning the coal car upside down shaking it until the coal comes out like, <laughs> give me your fucking lunch money no, the, the best ones are the the ones that are at at port sides, and they have like an elevator that lifts the car up and then tips it over into the ship. Um, oh, and cool. then they drop it back down. They just kick it out. It goes down a ramp, and it goes up like a ramp, and then it comes down the other way, rolls back into the yard. It's great. Uh, they're really cool. Um, I forget what they're called. Uh, but there's still one in operation somewhere in the Great Lakes. Are they called elevators? Sure. I think there's, there's, you, can, you can buy one in my local... Shout out to Monk Bar Models. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've got one in one of their glass cabinets. Ooh. You can hook up into your double O Hornby uh, set. You know, shout out to Monk Bar Models. Fun. Um, so this was not like the biggest yard in the world, but it's a good size yard. It's for American trains. It's very long. You've got you know your classification bowl. That's where you do the switching. You have arrival and departure tracks where the actual trains are made up. Or they're broken down, you know. You got it's a whole thing, right? Um, so good size rail yard for making big long freight trains. Um, and we'll talk. There was about, two. Were there two? Were there two in that in, in that area? Yeah. So this There's is two big yards I next to each other. 
not quite figured out because these are both owned by CSX. And I'm not sure if this is part of the Stanley Yard or if this is a separate yard called Walbridge Yard. I, I can't get any. I tried to find it out and I could not figure it out. Some serious railway real estate in any case. Oh, yeah. It's got like a whole town in between them. <laughs> <laughs> so now we need to talk about a locomotive. Hmm. The SD40-2. Yeah, it's, right. uh, it's, it's nice. It's one of the demonstrators. Um, uh, GM. Yes. This is the most popular and numerous locomotive ever built. It was built by the Electromotive Division of General Motors starting in 1972. They built 3,982 of them. Uh, almost every railroad rostered hundreds of these things. These got all over too. Like, didn't some of these end up in like Latvia? Yes, they. There are SD40-2 derived locomotives in Iran, in Turkey, in the former Yugoslavia. They're in Korea. They're in Israel. They're in Morocco. They're in Pakistan. They're in Peru. They cross all cultures and nationalities. They know no borders. Uh, and they're the great <laughs> unifier. Oh, yes, proletarian. This this is the train. Yes. You know? this is it. Lenin walks around the world, as does the SD forty dash two. This is it's the most Leninist vehicle. Mm -hmm. Could have been the class forty seven for fuck's sake. <laughs> so you know, SD means special duty, as opposed to general purpose locomotives, the GP ones, right? Oh, um, you learn something new every day. Literally, yeah. did not know that. So, but really, the difference, the main difference, is this one has uh, three axle trucks, whereas the GPs have two axles. Um, yeah. and 40 is the model designation dash two refers to a bunch of electrical upgrades versus the standard SD 40. It's got like modular electronics. There's some upgrades to motors. There's all kinds of weird little things. Do this right? in sort of like GM's other build, uh, uh, GM's sort of like other business where it's like, it's a, it's an SD 40 block two. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, you got a 3,000 horsepower, 16-cylinder EMD 645 engine, top speed 65 miles an hour. Uh, it was originally designed as a road locomotive, like you're pulling trains over long distances, but they were eventually sort of downgraded to yard duty as they got old, right? Sure, um, it happens. But the nice thing about the SD40-2 uh, is that even if for some reason, let's say your railroad has tiny uh, uh, clearances, like in Britain, um, you can actually Bolt. just put the whole thing in a meat grinder and then put it in a. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, it's actually fifty nine. It's the yeah, original fifty nine. The, 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 the OG. I got, I got catfished. I thought it was. I thought it was a class sixty six, but no. Yeah, no, you can just uh, put the whole thing in a meat grinder and then put it in a sausage case and get a class fifty nine. Um, <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, it's all mechanically the least aerodynamic train operating on the British Rail Network. Incredible! You know that. Oh, that's it in looks the like a Meyer hot dog. Yeah, that's in the spirit. <laughs> In the spirit of EMD, no aerodynamics. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> it's shaped it, precisely it, to like meld within the arch of a Victorian railway bridge. It does yes. not save weight. Literally, actually. is yes. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> like yeah. Well, we, precisely matched onto W six A, which is indeed the go anywhere gauge in in GB, and it's uh, not big. We paid for the whole loading gauge. We're going to use it. That's the damn truth. <laughs> <Ross>. <laughs> So uh, yeah, SD forty two is very common everywhere in the world. Um, everyone loves them because they work so good. Um, let's go inside the cab. 
Ooh, so oh, class 59 yeah. though, because that's way more cramped than this. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can't even take a picture in there. Oh my god. Okay. Here no is, air. Here here is it says no air in the top. Oh, right? I'm not just shouting no air. I'm not <laughs> oh, dying. Yeah, yeah. Like, no oh, air. Shit. That's it. It's like he has a new baby. God damn. The submarine <laughs> that Gareth lives in. There's an issue. <laughs> Someone call the Coast Guard. <laughs> oh, golly. No, the train has no air. Yeah. It says, says in the top. Okay. Okay. Here, here's a tour of this is a locomotive control stand. A lot of these um, in modern locomotives for a while you had sort of uh, this was replaced with like a controlled desk. Um, but actually, a lot yeah, of railroads have been. I like the big fucking like, you know, dust bought kind of like fucking throwing switches and turning yeah. wheels and shit. There are railroads that are going back to this, or at least they were for a while, because this is actually more ergonomic. Um, <laughs> really? Huh. Yeah, I thought yeah. this was the kind of thing of like of an era where you did this for twenty years and then every bone in your body just kind of like crumbled to dust. But yeah, a lot of the crews preferred this. What? Why did they just hear steakhouse <laughs> burger? Oh, I was, I was, I was switching the audio inputs on my bootleg baseball stream. Swear to fucking god. I mean, well, you we're, about to, we're about to get really. I'm about to get really into cricket, so I'll just have yeah. that in the background. Yeah. I'll have like the fucking England Ireland test on in the back of. Oh, uh, 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 Ireland by ninety, or however many it takes to win cricket. Okay, that's not how. Okay. Yeah, I only understand American sports, Alice. That's fair. So I'm hoping I get all these right. I'm going to lead you on a brief tour of the unit. Uh, this is not. Well, let's uh, see how and, I do with yeah. uh, train sim knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say yeah. train I'm sim knowledge. Here we fucking good. go. All right, over here is the train break. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the break for the whole train. And then this is the uh, locomotive break. Yes, the locomotive or the independent break. Uh, over here, well, you actually can read the label on that one. Yeah, it's the reverser. It's the reverser. Can't read the label, but it's oh. the small handle, so it's the reverser. Yeah. Yeah. Over here is the uh, the, that's throttle. That's the throttle. throttle. Yeah, that's the throttle. Oh, sorry, Alice. I'll shop. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. Up here is um. Oh god. It's, it's an uppy downy that's, horn. That's yeah, the horn. horn. Yeah. Horn. See, here's the button. You don't even have standard. a two-stage horn like a British train, though. So, like, uh, no, that's sad. Well, you got this... five chimes, though. Mm, uh, I believe here, you can uh, sort of, you can also sort of uh, uh, modulate uh, it by a, the. Uh, a... mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, lights here. You got a whole bunch of bullshit. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that say, how I say it, Roz? Yeah. I want to say, I'm not sure if down here is the alerter or it's somewhere else. That's the thing. You got to push mm -hmm. the button to prove to the locomotive you're alive. It might not and be the this other, one. Other, other, like, like notch. Dead the man switch? The, what? The, yeah. the, 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 the dynamic break? Yes. This is an important nice. one. We got to talk about the ah, dynamic yeah, was, break. You were saving it to last, which yeah. made me think that it might have some relevance to our tale. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, let's talk about how you use the dynamic break on an old-fashioned control stand like this. Um, so wiggle it. Yeah, the the dynamic brake is used to turn the locomotive traction motors, which are the electric motors that actually turn the wheels, into a generator, right? And they generate and electricity. Then immediately waste that electricity. Oh yeah, but they generate <laughs> yes, they generate yeah. the electricity to slow down the train, 
you know, they turn the kinetic energy into electrical energy. And then we put that into the wires that are above the train, and then uh, and then it. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no wires! You just put them into a radiator. Yeah, so they go into the big radiator that's over here on the middle of the locomotive, right? And then yeah. it just gets burned off. Uh, you know, just just like Voyagers in the UK. Yes, uh, shout out to those shit trains. But they have uh, <laughs> they have advantages over air brakes, which work on friction. Um, they reduce wear on the wheels. They have your wear, you know, moving parts that wear down, right? Mm-hmm. They uh they don't work at every speed. They tend to work better at higher speeds. Yeah. Uh, I believe on AC locomotives like, like they work a lot better. Control too, yeah. like if you're trying to like brake a little bit without stopping yeah. the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you don't have mountain. You don't have the issue with air brakes where if I if I want to back off on the brakes, I have to completely release as opposed to a partial release. Um you know they respond more quickly. Uh, pretty good when you're in mountains. It's kind of like I mean, it's kind of like the analogy. It's kind of like engine braking in a car, right? Yes. If mm. you, it's kind of like that. So it's a fuel efficient way to. So if particularly given to the, today's modern railroad in the U.S., I guess the drivers are shouted at to do. Well, actually, I don't know because the railroad companies don't give a shit about anything. So other than just making billions, maybe they don't care. But it can be quite good for saving energy. If you want to save fuel, then uh, uh, then use the dynamic brake is is good. Mm. Generally speaking, you are encouraged to use the dynamic brake as much as possible on the railroad. Um, of course, now we have things like auto throttle and crap like that, which is um, yeah. really screwing with how trains are being run. But that's a different story. Um, so. Hi, it's Justin. Uh, so this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, people are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks. You get what you pay for. Um, it also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, Join at patreon.com forward slash WTYP pod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision and we respect that. Back to the show. You know, now, how do you set up the dynamic brake? How do you use it? Which is, you no take... It's a, in Train Sim, it's a separate lever. Yeah. I just use that. You take... <laughs> just, yeah, just, you, click it with, you move the mouse, you, you yeah. click it with the mouse, you drag it from one side to the other, and you realize that it's not a very good model, and so actually mm-hmm. you need to drag it up and down rather than side to side, yeah. and then it goes weirdly <laughs> to the other side, and then you miss the stop. Yeah, but you I put, don't like using the keyboard 30, shortcuts. people, Alice, way to go. You put <laughs> yeah. the throttle into idle. You put the lever into setup. You wait 10 seconds. Then you turn Thank it you. to on. Now your throttle is your dynamic brake. What? It's handy. Oh, okay. Yes. I can sort of see why that might be. Yeah. That, that works when you've got big country like uh, in the US. Uh, in, in, in GB, you, you, you've missed your stop at that point. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's the dynamic brake here. You know, you just use the throttle for the brake. 
maximum throttle is now maximum brake. Um, you know, notch eight, right? Uh, so there's obviously no way this could lead to any confusion at any point. Um, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, it's May 15th, 2001. Oh, oh, oh no. God damn it. It's about Jesus. 12.30 in the afternoon in Stanley Yard. It's 55 degrees Fahrenheit with light rain. A rare weather update. Yes. Hmm. And there's an unnamed oh, engineer. There is an unnamed engineer with 35 years experience and an unblemished record of perfectly safe operation. Uh, and some serious arm tan as yeah. well. Some serious arm tan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the rest hope... of truckers tan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving a 47 car uh, uh, train from track K12, where it had just been classified, to track D10, which is where it joined the rest of a part of a train that's going to somewhere, right? <laughs> track K12, where they've loaded the Ark of the Covenant out of the yeah. secret warehouse. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> no, that happened in the secret warehouse siding, and it uh... got to the yard later. They don't load or oh. unload anything in the yard. Um, so anyway, that's important. Um, so 22 of these cars were loaded, uh, mostly with bullshit. Two of them had this fun thing called molten phenol, right? That sounds unpleasant. Yeah. Don't like the sound of that. And that's flammable, and it's pretty toxic. You know, it's basically a, a benzene with a hydroxide tacked on it. God um, damn. Yeah. You know. Jeez. Uh, has a, a flashpoint, which the is... the benzene you know and love, but yeah. with added hydroxide. Yes. Added hydroxide. So, oh you know, it, 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 so, CSX SD40-2, number 8888, was facing forward, and it was on the front of the train. The air hoses were disconnected, as per usual in this kind of operation. Uh, the hmm. conductor held back to determine when the train had passed a switch so they could shove back into D10. He's on his radio, radioing the engineer in a cab, and he's saying, eight cars, four cars, three cars, two cars, one car, clear. And he receives no response. And the train keeps going forward. So the conductor at this point is like fearing the worst that the engineer had out like a heart attack and passed out or something, right? So the conductor and the brakeman, after like alerting the yard in some fashion, uh, set off in a personal vehicle to chase down the train. But uh-huh. Turned <laughs> out, go. It's yeah. to, to do, chase already. To do what? Yeah, like, chase. Give, it, give it a pit maneuver? Like what's the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're under the impression that it will not increase in speed. Train's mm. gone slow enough Ooh. that you could get on it. Um, this will change. Questions answered by what's written on the t-shirt type situation yes. here. Okay. Something else had happened, though. Our unnamed engineer had spotted a switch ahead of him that was misaligned, right? So in, in our case, it's like you got the switch here. There's a track. It branches off here. But this was set for going straight uh, this way. And he was coming the opposite direction from the diverging path. And oh, he's going to run through this, oh, the, run through the points. Yeah, run Ooh. through the points, and they're that's going to derail the train. Nah, but no, no, it, it's safe, but it'll damage the points. Yeah, it's bend all the stretcher it. bars yeah. and make a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. Okay. You'll get, you get yelled, yelled at. at. Yeah, yeah, you get yelled at. Yeah, yeah. 
So the safe move here would be to stop the train, get out of the cab, throw the switch, get back in the train, proceed on your merry way, right? But he was going a little fast, and the rails were slippery. So he didn't think he could... Don't they? Uh... Yeah, there's yeah, a button which has yeah, sand there, written there, above it in the, there in the picture. A, there is a sander. I, I don't know about that. He probably could have used that. Um, you know, I don't know if Sorry, he did I'm, or not. I'm Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. Off of a train <laughs> yeah. simulator. Not right. a backseat driver much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's... He doesn't think he can stop the train in time, but he can slow it down. He can then get out of the cab, run to the switch, throw the switch, get back in the cab. Okay. This is... Oh, and then oh, I see what's going on yeah. here. And then he won't get yelled at. Um, sure. Or he'll get yelled at by a different, for a different thing if anyone sees it. Um, yeah, but this you, is, you can take that risk. Yeah, exactly. And this, this is behavior is not encouraged, but it's not like super uncommon, especially in 2001. Well, I guess, right? especially yeah, given the circumstances, too. Know- yeah. 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 You no clip through the cab. Yes. You land on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and our guy is like, all right, I'm going to turn on all the brakes I can. Uh, you know, he puts the throttle at idle, he puts the independent brake at maximum. Finally, he sets up the dynamic brakes and he puts them at maximum, not shade. Cool. Right. Ra- raising my hand with a question here. Yeah. Does this locomotive have. Like a dead man's handle, or like a vigilance. I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. But it's disabled by the independent brake. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't good. Because why would you need to push a button every minute when the train is braking? It doesn't make sense. Um, That's reasonable. I can't think of an exception. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh, okay. He leaves the cab at about eight miles an hour. He runs ahead. He throws the switch, the train passes over the switch, but somehow he's unable to get back on the train. Oh dear. Because the grab irons are slippery, the train has somehow accelerated. Oh, he's been eating buttered popcorn yeah. and his hands are all <laughs> slippery. So he is dragged he's doing along. train. He is dragged yeah. <laughs> alongside the train for about 80 feet and then falls off. Ooh. Oh, there we go. Bruises. Yeah, yeah. He gets, mm. he gets some bruises and some scratches, but like he's fine, right? Um, Time's still the, intact. The, 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 yeah, the points are fine, though. The points are fine, yeah. I think it actually... Yeah, maintenance away guys are happy. I, mm. I think it actually hit some facing points not too far outside the yard. Um, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. So he's like, okay, this is not good. That train is going faster. He finds the nearest guy and is like, I need your radio. So the guy gives him his radio. The CSX 888 was underway with no crew. Because um, apparently... It's, it's just leaving. It's just on its own. See you, boys. He had put the yeah. dynamic brake in setup mode rather than on mode. So the train was now in notch eight, full oh, power. No. Oh, dear. oh. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing I'm with, seeing a sort of conflict with maximum throttle and maximum brake being the same control, but with yes. another setting applied to it. Well, talk about however, ergonomics earlier. That feels like an ergonomics conflict. This, there, is, right this there, is a yeah. this is a bit of a this is a bit right. of a 
a control issue here. Yeah. And question. It, yes. He, he set the independent break to maximum. Yes. That's not oh that's not stopping the train. No, that's this in, is because it's just being overwhelmed is, by this is not the unstoppable force in the immovable object. Uh the force uh -huh. is very stoppable. And the object is moving. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the go. Yes. Yeah. So the so the independent brake just gets like squished by the acceleration on like full yes. like not oh, yeah. But the independent brake being on is enough to disable the vigilance device. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> That's such Ugh. a perfect storm. That's so annoying. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> like, so, I understand that that's unintentional, but like, that's such a like neat confluence of things all perfectly fucking each other over. Someone, right. some cheese model, isn't it? Someone made an oops. Yeah. Someone yes. made an oops. Made several oopses. Oopsie. All right. So he radios the yard. Uh. The yard crew, <laughs> the yard crew talks to the tower. The tower talks to dispatch. Dispatch sets up the tracks for the straightest path with the least traffic that they can, which is down the Toledo branch uh, towards Columbus, Ohio. Right. Um, you have a couple of relatively big communities on this line. You've got Bowling Green. Uh, you got uh, Findlay, which is about forty thousand people. Right, oh. number of small right. towns that are like uh, what you would call it. Uh, they have like uh, you know a grain elevator and a few houses. You know, all they it runs through the center of all these, of course. I, right, I, I see you've described this as classic Ohio bullshit. Yes, yes. I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's time to stop the train. Now they know what's happening. Attempt one. The brakeman and conductor were still pursuing the train in a personal vehicle because they thought the engineer had died or become incapacitated or something. Which is sort of funny. He had incapacitated himself yes. vis-a-vis right. the like, train. I fell he on his like, ass. Yeah. Yeah. He fell over. Um, so uh, right around here, uh, mile post four, they catch up with the train at a grade okay. crossing. And the train's going 18 miles an hour. Now, there's a problem here, because I've seen that the blue line showing where the train gets to continues yes. quite a lot further. Yes, it, keep, it keeps going, yes. The train's going 18 miles an hour. Neither of them make it on board. The train continues on its merry way, while the independent brakes are straining against 3,000 angry horses. It's making this mm. horrible sound, but it's still accelerating. Smell. Horrible smell. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm also I, I I mean the sort of the point of failure we've identified here is everyone who works on the railroad should be capable of like at least a burst sprint of eighteen miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to be like twice as fast as Usain Bolt yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So this this did not work. Uh, dispatch has another idea, right? And we um, get we get to the tweet. Oh, Naomi, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that that lady, she's she's had some takes, huh? <laughs> so there's a lot of problems at this point. Speed of the train is unknown. The exact position of the train is unknown. Traffic is cleared <laughs> south of the runaway. 
dispatch is like, we're going to try and just ditch the train in a, a field somewhere. Mm-hmm. This was to achieve by way of something called the portable derail, right? Um, so they really por- tried to do it. They tried to do the anarchist thing. Yes. Huh. Yes. If you, if you remember, there's been a number of people talking about, uh, wow, you know, you could just 3D print uh, a train derailer these days and you can <laughs> rack up whatever body count you want. Um, no. So We're I can just so, see so why. For, for, people in the, for people in the north of England, you can go to Huddersfield and you can look at the Leeds end of Huddersfield platforms and you can see some of these that are automatically uh, uh, kind of uh, activated if a very light multiple unit going at very low speed happens to do the wrong thing. Um, and that's about all they're good for, or maybe a couple of wagons coupled together. Yeah. Anything much more than that. These will not work for anything much of a decent speed or a, a real train. It's yeah. my engineer's uh, input. There we are. I'm yeah. done. Right. Yeah. And, so, and, and unfortunately, CSX does not have access to like AC-130 gunships. No, they're not going to like not blow yet, up their least. own track. Yeah. So your ability to like derail this remotely, unless you could get a, a, the the maintenance boy team from heaven, where they could come in, fit a set of trap points in the time it takes for the train to reach them. But, uh, <laughs> Challenge mode. You gotta do one of those you temporary like... switches they use on trams, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the time okay. you do that, you might as well just walk, you might as well just get a P-way hammer and yeah. smack the, one of the rails out uh, and just derail the thing was, that way. I was gonna say, get one of those sort of like dragging hooks that they used to use to like pull up railroads. Oh my god, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run that in front of it and just like entirely the, destroy the, the like sleep. The wolf stuff. didn't they call it? The, didn't the Germans call it the wolf? I think so. Yeah, there's one of them in the UK somewhere. We we, we nicked it and took it back. Okay. It's down down south somewhere. Yeah. So it's a museum are... exhibit or is like a sort of like strategic national reserve. Thing? Yeah, it's it's in the strategic national reserve inside Box Tunnel with all the steam locomotives. <laughs> 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 so. So the portable derail, yeah, it's this hunk of metal. You know, it lifts the train up, it knocks it off the tracks, uh, it, it shoves it just very slightly off the tracks. So theoretically, it's not that bad of a derailment uh, that renders the car unable to move. These are used in yards and on side tracks where it would not be good for a loose rolling car to foul a main line and have a freight train whack into it, right? Mm. Um, and as Gareth mentioned, big issue with these is they really only work at low speeds. And even then, they so sometimes make it don't more work. Rigid. Make it stronger. <laughs> make it out of titanium. Yeah. You know, e- even if you have like a slow-moving car, but it's very heavy and it has lots of momentum, it just knocks it out of the way, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not. They're, they it's don't. Like... They, they ping at. Like, they, they, what'll happen is it'll basically get pinged away, so it'll kind of just get walloped, and it'll just fly off and go through someone's shed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't want one of these coming at me like through the air at like speed. I'll say yeah, that. that that would that would not be good. <laughs> I would not enjoy that. I mean, so no. you know, maybe you could three D print one and cause really bad damage to someone's shed. Uh, <laughs> 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 so anyway, but dispatch is like, all right, what if we just used a bunch of them? Oh dear. So that's what they do. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a oh, stacking awesome. modifier. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so once the train. <laughs> I give my train trample and yeah, I, I debuff the train by like one percent each time. Yeah, 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 I've got a hundred yeah. derails. This is going to be easy. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that's the most asteroid gravity ass suggestion ever, and here they go, they're doing it. Okay, so, right, very, I'm very excited for Kerbal Space Program too to get good. Um, <laughs> once once the train passes Bowling Green, it's in fields. I mean, it's difficult to find a good location because it's all fields and houses, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, irritating development pa- pattern when you're trying to derail a train. Um, so they put a bunch of derails in a field, and eight 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 plows through all of the Munskates. Hell yeah! <laughs> and destroys <laughs> dozens of sheds in the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, lo- it lost her blood in its heart, Roz. A direct <laughs> ballistic trajectory into a shed two and a half miles away. <laughs> <laughs> the shed getting like a sort of 18th century naval broadside of yeah. derailers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my lawnmower. cut into ribbons gradually building up speed it's about 1.35pm at this point it's going like 30 miles an hour or something Um, but they've had a lot of time which means the police are involved they're gonna fix it they're gonna fix it yes if anyone can do it cops can do it and Ohio <laughs> bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so among the Can people, I just pause it? So, I realize, just a sec. how many wagons were behind this thing? Is it just the? It's not. Is it just a light local, or is it? 40, got, how much does it go behind? Forty-seven it? wagons, twenty-two oh, loaded, fuck. two with hazmat. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you did talk about the hazmat because yeah. we've got the benzene with the funny hyd- hydroxide yeah, action going the on. Word I oh, would use too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so among the people who are in pursuit of the train were, of course, the police. And police have a, a tool they like to use. It's called gun. gun. It's a gun. It's, yeah. it's a rifle. They just shoot things. Yeah, wow. yeah they like to they like to shoot things. <laughs> oh, oh no, you're so right. I you, assume this train okay. had a cute dog or an unarmed black child on it. <laughs> no, because because you would have been able to radio the child and uh, tell them to stop the God train. Damn it, Roz. Yeah, not the dog though. Not, not, the, not dog. the dog. Yeah. No, nah, they just shot that thing immediately. <laughs> so now. Along the route, there, there there had been sort of an increased police presence because there was uh, we have this thing called Operation Lifesaver in the United States with uh, free railroads, which is like we try to educate children about the dangers of grade crossings. And to do that, you uh, train there. Yeah, you ha- it is trained there. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you have the kids, you bring them on passenger trains um, and you, then you get to meet police officers and they get to I don't know what police officers do when they meet kids. Um, shoot them. I, yeah, shoot them. probably. Yeah, yeah, point blank range. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe you can look at the cool gun. Um, you know. So, but this meant mm-hmm. there were a lot of cops in the area, which luckily meant they could quickly deploy and block every railroad crossing in the area in front of the runaway train, because of course, uh, no lights and no horn, uh, not a good comp, and exceeding track speed means oh, you know a train yeah it is it is a ghost train except for the horrible oh, sound I just, it's took me a little while to the I, I thought we were going like blues brothers they were they were stacking up plymouth in front of the train to try and slow it down <laughs> I, but, I, oh, I see. Oh, that would have been that would have yeah. been pretty good yeah. <laughs> yeah no they're just they're just stopping people from crossing okay fine yeah. but, the, but why the, does this plymouth that's it this museum plymouth here in a very nice building by the way i quite like that and uh, why does that plymouth have what appears to be like a like an old-timey sort of rocket launcher uh, stuck to the rear window. What's 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 that? Uh, I have That's no a idea. I believe. Ah, yeah. uh, that'll do it. 
It just looks like it looks like a bit of a Kerbal Space Program. It looks like Sputnik. They've attached Sputnik to the rear window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but back no, in you're the day, right. You know, it's just a light. All, all of this shit had to be chromed. You know, you can't. just... No, it's quite nice. Be, that is... Before the sort of era of tactical bullshit, where it was like, no, no, no. If you're going to have like cop equipment on there, we're going to chrome it. Yes. Yeah, this thing has the bulletproof capabilities of tinfoil. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But, so, but it looks nice. Uh, imagine okay. the nice body product. roll, like driving. This. Oh yeah, <laughs> my vans. Be like my vans. Well, I, I, I love the you're pursuing one, the, the train. one light, the one light which is not aerodynamic. Also, yes. I, I really yeah. appreciate the one <laughs> big a, fucking lipstick. It's a looking massive ass. lipstick. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. So um, oh, nice. All right. So the state police want to know. Okay, is there anything we can do to stop the train? And CSX is like, CSX yeah. calls them up and is like, yeah, the entire highway patrol is now engaged in the world's most fun and high stakes carnival game. Yes. <laughs> CSX says there's a red fuel cutoff button on the side of the locomotive near the fuel tank. If they could hit it, maybe that could stop the train. I'm sorry. This is what? why this is this is why cops need like rocket launchers and MRAPs and shit is so that they can just like interdict this as like a hard target. You know, <laughs> the NYPD would be firing rocket launchers at this. Yes, way, but so yeah, the cops just roll up alongside the tracks and they just start shooting at the train. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, my, I, yep. I, I, the two ways I'm envisioning this happening: one, you like you stage your cops and they get to shoot as it goes past them, which is already fun. Yeah. Or you get cops driving Drive alongside yeah. the thing, trying yep. to, sh which it sounds like even more fun. Yeah. Trying to put the dunk, trying to hit was, the dunk tank button. Yes. It it, it, it it's was the most JD JW Pepper ass attempt yes. to yeah. stop the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so was, my favorite, I actually know this offhand. The reason why this didn't work and was futile is that that fuel cutoff switch. It's a press and hold. You have to like keep it pushed in, oh. which n like no bullet is going to do. That's not how bullets it's also, work. It's no. also they thought it was the big red button here instead of the small uh -huh. red button up here. Um, so <laughs> ah, it was it was yeah. a beautiful dream. It was it a beautiful dream. Yeah. It did not work. Um, <laughs> it, like yeah, I I had to like fire my weapon in anger at a train. At a train, yeah. <laughs> All what things considered, sense. you could do a lot worse, yeah. and I, yeah, I think that's, that's probably like one of your cooler days at work. So, attempt four. Oh, they're gonna pile washing machines up yeah. in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dispatch tries to find a more effective derail, like running it off the end of a siding. There was one at the Whirlpool factory, just north of Findlay. You didn't just pull, you didn't just pull washing machines from nowhere. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, it's Whirlpool. They made washing machines, yeah, right? So, yeah, yes. Yeah. They, I, they I do just that, thought you were like, like hmm, what's, what's something that's like commonly found like dumped around the place in Britain? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, what is dumped everywhere in Britain? Washing machines, yeah. stoves, microwaves. Just various white goods. Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because it was important. They wanted to stop it before Findlay because there was a curve in Findlay and the train is oh. over speed, right? So, you know, they, um, they're like, what if we derail it here? Um, it's going to be ugly and nasty, but, uh, because yeah, it will literally demolish a washing machine factory. Yes. It, like, it, you can see the little curve that, Ross, you can, you yeah. can probably, uh, well, John Madden it in there. You can see the little curve of the track going round and there, into the factory. But there's a, a buffer it's here. So you would oh, only I yeah. see okay yeah. and fine, then there's fine, another fine. one over here but that 
means the train goes into people's backyards. Not so good. Um, also, impossible difficulty buffer there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Rate my buffers would be. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not happy about that. So they're like, okay, we set the switch. We run the train off the end of the track. And they were about to do this when someone pointed out there's molten phenol on that train. Whoops. Ah, yeah. So, uh, and, and and famously, molten phenol and washing machines result in a catastrophic <laughs> yes. uh, thermonuclear explosion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're going about the train's going about fifty miles an hour. They're about to barrel into downtown Findlay, uh, and it would reach the first curves in this journey. No one's quite certain. What do you do now? Um, it does make it we through have to just talk- the town, though. Yeah, we have to talk about the restaurant n- named Dark Horse in the. Uh, in the left-hand side Ooh, of the, mm. of the, it might be. I good. want to eat at a dark horse restaurant next to the washing machine factory. That's the, there's some energy going <laughs> that, on there. That's the Ohio dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next to the washing machine factory and the mason jar factory down here. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. Down the street, from the the mobile home community. Yes, and the credit union. If uh, if things go really south. <laughs> so. He's going high speed, but he makes it through Findlay here, right? Uh, crosses there. crosses uh, 20 roads without incident. Uh, okay. In, in the meantime, there's CSX. That really Q... vindicates train death. Like, no one yeah. tried to run any of those crossings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're all crawling with cops. Um, yeah. So, in the meantime, there's. the cops, I guess. No. no. There's another train, CSX Q636, heading northbound on the Toledo branch and was just south of Dunkirk, Ohio, which is about here ish, right? Or actually, Dun- maybe, Dun- maybe up here. Dun- Dun- here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a two track railway, though. You know, it's a busy freight line, oh, two tracks. Oh, yeah. No, this is all single track. But there is a <laughs> passing <laughs> siding just south of Dunkirk, right? Oh, okay. So. We have attempt five. Long enough. This is pre-precision scheduled railroading, so the train might even potentially be short enough to fit in the siding. Yes, it, it fits in the siding. Oh, there we go. So, train Q636 took the siding just south of Dunkirk. Uh, the crew uncoupled the locomotive, which was another SD40-2, number 8392 right here. Um, uh, 888 passed them, going about 50 miles an hour. Which Ooh, must did... have been a fucking experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. no lights. Just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Making a horrible, horrible sound. Brake pads, uh-huh. white hot. <laughs> oh, the smell yeah. by this point. Oh, my God. Rancid. And anyway, dispatch the line, the switch for the crew of 8392. They pulled forward. Uh, the switch was thrown again. The crew here was Jesse Knowlton, who was an engineer with 31 years of service. And Terry L. Forson, who was a conductor with one year's experience. Oh, can you fucking imagine that? It's like, hey, God. <laughs> hey, man. Dispatch doing calls the you up and is like, hey, we're doing some Apollo 13 <laughs> shit <Yeah>. up here. <laughs> they were now. War gamed this out on a blackboard. Like, they were now. Gene Kranz is here. He's wearing the waistcoat. You got to yeah. do this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were now going to pursue 8888, couple onto the train at high speed. And slow the train with the locomotive's dynamic brake. <laughs> what the fuck? And they were going to do it going backwards. <laughs> yes! <laughs> just back yes! up into it. Um, now, this is a very stupid and dangerous plan, right? If the runaway crash, that means it's crash good, into Roz. it. Yeah. 
If it slowed down for some reason, they'd crash into it. Uh, If it was, you know, if it was hitting a slow curve at high speed, they would crash into it. But it was about eight miles down the line to the town of Kenton, which is down here. And the first really sharp curve on the route. And that curve is, of course, in the middle of downtown Kenton. Of course. Yeah. Where else would it be? Yeah. So by this time, you know, the local news had been informed. There's helicopters chasing the train. There's police cars. There's folks on the ground. They're just some assholes who wanted to see a tra- train trash, uh, you know, chasing the train. It was all this like chaos. you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would probably do that. Yeah, it was chaos and pandemonium, but that was mostly on the roads. They were about half a mile away from the track. Um, so they got this light locomotive, a single locomotive in hot pursuit, backing up. They catch up with the runaway just north of Kenton. They're going about 68 miles an hour, I want to say. Um, and they couple onto the train. I don't know. Oh, All right. That's, oh, that's wow. an operation in and of itself. Like, you're not yeah. really supposed to do that. Yeah, oh, no. Like, no, that's not necessary. Yeah, you got to really match the speed there. Thank God we have automatic couplers here. Uh, you know, you don't have to yeah. like, you yeah. know, you have a Lincoln pin. That's a climb out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm visualizing some of the train shit here <laughs> yeah. with like Burt Lancaster, yeah. like hanging over the thing and chaining them together. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. reminds me of, reminds me of the movie Executive Decision where Steven Seagal tries to like get like zip lined from one airliner in flight to another. <laughs> what the shit? Oh man. As you do. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work out well for him. Oh. Oh, oh that's realistic. So they couple on just north of the curve they hit the dynamic (laughs) brakes the train screams through the city but does not derail by the time they're on the other end of the town they're going about 11 miles an hour and here there was another local train that had been staged in front you know with the assumption that either they slowed the train down or derails um and they couple up to the front of the train when it's going about 11 miles an hour, they slow the train further. And then a train master, uh, who's just adjacent in like a pickup truck or something, jumps on, shuts down the train. And our long national nightmare was over. Oh, hooray. Yes. Uh, that That's amazing. <laughs> I, I love staging a train to try and like sort of football tackle it as well. Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Had a whole local train and not not a single locomotive either. It was the whole train. Uh, now the whole train was one hopper car. But <laughs> <laughs> how how long was it like going for? It went sixty six miles. Wow! <laughs> Ooh, there we are. Beautiful. Yeah. Just on its own. Just on its own. Yeah. I I, I mean this. I guess I don't know. May, maybe you can do uh, a zero man cruise. I, I it worked once. <laughs> yeah, autonomous yeah. autonomous yeah. trains. Let's go. Uh, it's not. It's but, not yeah, autonomous. But did you yeah, die? It's but in a did sort of yeah, die. Did any, man, this is the thing. Eight 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 traveled sixty seven miles under power without a crew. No one was seriously injured. The unnamed engineer had some light scratches. Here's the thing. If you applied that to the standards we use for self-driving cars, that's a proof of concept. Yes. And you have to yeah, run yeah, it yeah, 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 it's actually doing, that way now. Doing a lot better, yeah. Uh, CSX8888 was found to be in perfect working order, except there were no brake pads anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. That's the <laughs> yeah. <answer. laughs> uh, The unnamed engineer remained unnamed. He was disciplined, but he kept his job. <laughs> Ah, perfect. The Iron Rice Bowl rides again, like jobs for life. (laughs) 
That's what we like to see, you know? Uh, CSX investigated whether boneheaded moves like stepping off the engine with the throttle and notch aid were common at Stanley Yard, but that investigation was kept internal. Um, <laughs> they investigated oh. that like uh, in the sort of like hunt for Red October yeah. way. Yeah, 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 I was never yeah, here. Yeah, yeah cut, cut that out. <laughs> you know, get out the spray bottle. <laughs> uh, the Federal Railroad Administration did an investigation. They said the engineer was at fault for being a bonehead. Uh, but there was no criminal violation there, and no civil penalties. <laughs> They're just like it's, You're... Not, it's not a federal crime to be an idiot. Yes, full consequences of this incident were a lot of stress for dispatchers. Some really good local news coverage. Uh, Insanely happy. Cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was this in the era of? Um, was this in the era? Oh, yeah, they've had the helicopter out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, they amazing. wrecked some brake pads, and the guy got yelled at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not nearly enough carnage for WTYP. No, I know, I mean, right? But we got sixty-six miles of mild chaos. They uh, did, yeah. Eventually retire eight 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 eight, and a bunch of railroad museums tried to get a hold of it, but CSX like guardian, you know. Instead, CSX rebuilt it into SD forty dash three number forty three eighty nine. Yeah. Oh, this is because of the fact that there are no new locomotives being built in the U.S. Yes. That's yep. annoying. Yeah. Oh, the history destroyed. Yes. Terrible. It's not oh. great. Yeah, the, 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 the cab looks slightly different. And I don't know, there's some uh, environmental bullshit going on in there. It, it I, no, I, I don't know. It's sort of like panel beaten texture. It looks like I was, I was like about to say, yeah. A hammer. Like, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, it does, it does look bashed up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. And nine years later, uh, they make it into a movie with uh, Denzel Washington and Chris Pine, Unstoppable. Ninety um, years later. Nine years later. I see. Twenty twenty ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the story of there it is CSX Crazy Eights. Incredible. Yes. Uh, uh, a, a, a happy story. Yes. Everyone is happy Every, and no one is dead. Yeah, nothing bad happened. <laughs> it was just funny. It's, yeah. It's just <laughs> very <laughs> funny. <laughs> this would never have happened if they still humped right. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, you probably would not have had this issue then. Well, actually, no, because you still have to. I'm not sure if it was, uh, uh, if they were, if the hump was in operation back then, because they may have been, you still have to flat switch the completed train from the classification yard through to the departure yard, which is what they were doing. This would never have happened if you still polled freight. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no. Oh Bring my god. Bring it back. Uh, it's safer. Yeah. yeah. I should, I'm trying to work out whether I can uh, double record. Uh, welcome to tonight's rail matter, everyone. So it's fine. I've, I've literally delayed uh, rail matter uh, for 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 recording. This, Thank you. Because I love Thank you guys. You. Thank you. It's fine. Uh, it's a flexible yeah, format. We are. It's my fault for making it live. We are. Uh, we are close to the end here. Um, because this is the last oh, that's, that's slide. We're good. We're good. Yeah. So, what what did we learn? Nothing. <sighs> nothing. Don't cops don't. with guns uh, can't stop a train. I think no, we learned nothing can stop a train except a good guy with a train. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we learned runaway trains actually harmless. Pretty funny, yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 Based on more a statistical sample, nothing bad can happen when nothing, a train nothing is bad's going to happen. Yeah, 
Don't look at the previous episodes that I've been on no, this podcast. No, 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 everyone, no, no, no. Don't don't look no. at that, everyone. <laughs> hey, wait, that one was harmless too. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. 100% oh, of the time, it's fine to just have a runaway train. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drop a yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. GG1 through the floor of your station and no one got hurt. Yeah. It's fine. Not even property damage. Well, that one had property damage. This one did yeah, not. Yeah. No. Not even a huge pile of Plymouth cop cars piled up underneath the, the train, <laughs> yeah. which I'm, I'm frankly necessary about. violence against the Blues Brothers has been yeah. approved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were saying. Well, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Thanks, 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 thanks for that. Yeah. Oh wait. We're not done. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was getting away without get, taking psychic damage on this uh, one. You gotta, oh, you gotta, we we go. gotta do safety third. Oh, segment on this podcast. Shake hands. <laughs> called safety third. Dear Ross. Nope. Oh, no I do correct. not like this picture. Why is this? Wait. Yeah. Dear, oh, back room. dear Ross? It's from, yeah. it's from the Stanley Parable. Um, yes. I they, do not like this picture. Roz, which uh, happens. Is, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you will be told me you're mispronouncing your own surname. Yeah, it should be Rochniak, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, Rochniak. I, yeah. I, I, I blame Ellis Island. Anyway, <laughs> I was also aware of that, but this is how the family name has been pronounced as long as I have been alive. <laughs> so, anyway, dear Ross, plus whatever comedic <laughs> lunatics have gate crashed. This most serious podcast today. That's right, bitch. So gay crashing. We were invited. Yes. Were I to call yeah. myself a process man, then I'd be telling you a lie. But the poor bastards do regularly visit me at my desk. I am an NMR spectroscopist. Spectroscopist. Spect by by whatever. You do a great bud. Yeah. yeah you spect- operate a spectroscope. Yes, exactly. A spectroscope operator. Yes. Uh, my current job involves determining what brown goop Carl the chemist has scraped off the inside of his reaction vessel today. Ugh. Mm. Ooh. It's like that's gravy. Yeah. Wait a minute. It'd be a spectrometer, wouldn't it, rather than a spectroscope? Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Mm. but the tale I wish Possibly. to tell you is from several years Maybe before we'll I sold my soul to the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, comes from a, son of a bitch. Comes from a far fouler and more sinister place. Place where 40 hour weeks are scoffed at, where extracting value from the young is highest priority, and where health and safety regulations are an easily circumvented nuisance. I'm speaking, of course, about academia. (laughs) 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 To you, this will be a simple story of misplaced enthusiasm and mediocre fire safety, but to me, it will always be the day I punched a pigeon in Zurich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do do that. Do not join. Do not go into academia. You will be killed. Uh, do punch a pigeon. Yeah. It's, uh, it's praxis. Our story begins at eight thirty in the evening on a bitterly cold Monday in mid-January. The weekly group meeting has mercifully been short at only two and a half hours. And of course, these, you live in yeah. Zurich. I mean, yeah. <laughs> these mandatory yeah. meetings are, of course, not work trademark and are therefore conveniently scheduled at six p.m. So they don't in- interfere with the 10 hours you're expected to spend chained to the fume hood. And when it's done, I immediately make a break for the bathrooms. By the time I've done, everyone has vanished since you don't want to hang around in case the boss decides to ask you a casual question, trademark. <laughs> being, alone, <Yeah. laughs> being alone in these large dock corridors is actually eerie. 
universities are quick to warn you about the dangers of working alone, since even a trivial accident can become very serious if there's no one around to administer first aid. Not that they'll prevent your supervisor from putting you in that position. They'll just tell you it's dangerous. Don't do this. Yeah. Wait, wait. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge, yeah. So you can imagine my horror when the fire alarm goes off as I'm on the way back to the office. Now, you don't ignore fire alarms in the chemistry department, especially not at that time of night, because no one in their right mind would run a fire drill in an empty building. But it's also negative five degrees Celsius outside, which is 23 degrees Fahrenheit in freedom fractions. Yeah, and your sandwich is in the lab. Yeah, so, you know. Not immediately lethal, but definitely hazardous without appro- with, with inappropriate clothing. So That's instead of heading... Are. Yes. It's in the mountains, you know. Uh, mm. So instead of heading straight for the fire exit, I do the bad thing and collect my coat and bag from the office first. Ah, they always tell you not to do that. Yeah. They always say, but... Yeah, like Everyone does it. Even. Yeah. Feeling guilty about having gone against my fire training, I decide to leave via the fastest available route, and I look for a fire exit sign, and it points to a staircase I've never been down before. So this should be interesting. Ooh. I follow the green stairs down several flights of stairs until I reach what I'm sure should be the ground level. But the sign still points downwards. Oh, no. I go down a floor. The sign points down. That reminds me of me and Ross on a certain night. Yes. <laughs> In the sub-basement, I finally find a solid metal door labeled emergency exit. I okay. step out into a pitch black concrete corridor and the door slams shut heavily behind me. Oh. No, thank you. Using the light on my phone, I eventually locate a staircase up which brings me out into an unlit inner courtyard with no obvious exit. Joke's <laughs> <laughs> on you. You're in yeah. prison now. You, 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 you got sent to the back rooms. <laughs> oh, dear. Stanley I, had found I, himself. I follow the green signs until suddenly there aren't any. I double back and check the last sign, then continue on until I see a sign pointing back the way I came. But it's, it's in German, so what's happened here is they've done a, a, a sort of false thing where he's gone to a Nordhausgang, and it's yeah. just not Ausgang, helpfully labeled <laughs> uh, yeah. in like German English. Oh. Yes. I start pacing around the courtyard more and more fran- frantically, equal parts afraid of freezing or burning to death. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be worrying about starvation at this Sorry. point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Eventually, I decide to brave the concrete murder tunnels again and head for the nearest stairs down, whereupon the light from my torch awakens a pigeon that must have been sleeping down there. The poor- hey, that's a good sign. Yeah. Food. There's life. The- yeah, you're going to have to kill yeah. and eat that pigeon. <laughs> the poor startled bird makes a beeline for its only available exit, where the creature is in for a very steep climb from the bottom of the stairwell, and consequently, it's only at chest height by the time it reaches me. As the infernal sky rat blooms out of the darkness, fight or flight kicks in, and I swing my left fist in a backhand arc. <laughs> Ooh, nice instincts. Surprisingly, it actually connects, and the unfortunate avian bounces away into the darkness to my left. <laughs> now you have to eat it. Yeah, 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 yeah it's fine. <laughs> Unlike in video games, this titanic battle does not immediately open the way to freedom. The sub-basement doors are locked. I return to the courtyard and eventually figure out that the metal ventilation shaft rising ominously out of the center of the yard is actually an enclosed staircase with a poorly lit fire exit sign. 
<laughs> I climbed the stairs. Yeah, I had to solve a physics puzzle yeah. to get out. <laughs> Not yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, little robot floats down and gives you a portal gun. Yeah. yeah. I climbed the stairs, cross a small metal gantry to the edge of the pit, and finally escape, cursing Swiss architecture as I go. <laughs> what were they doing in those corridors? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's part of the like mandatory Swiss like fallout shelter bullshit. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're trying <laughs> yeah, to like, do a tribute to Half Life One down there. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming this is Eteha and 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 Zurich, so like, who knows? Could be anything. You could tap into CERN. <laughs> you could like get it. Like <laughs> yeah. you could like walk down a corridor and get hit by a particle. I mean, I guess you're. I was gonna say yeah. You go down. You keep going down, and you're like. But... You keep going down and down. You're like, why? Why is this? What's this donut-looking structure above my head? Oh, just <laughs> no clip out of the earth, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Much like no clipping out of the trade. Yes. Mm. Yep. Don't look after the old no clip. Outside the front door of the building, I find another PhD student from our group. He tells me the fire is, as I suspected, small but genuine. A third PhD student had decided to go back to the chemistry lab to do some more work at eight thirty p.m. And then they set the lithium cabinet on fire. Ooh. That'll be bright. Yeah. Yeah. What are the lessons learned? Don't, don't work alone. Don't set the lithium cabinet yeah. on fire. Yeah, no. don't set the fucking lithium cabinet on fire, man. Don't do it. Set the cesium cabinet on fire instead. <laughs> don't do a PhD with a workaholic sociopath for a supervisor. It's not possible. Yeah. That, that, that no, literally true, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't exist. You will not get a PhD otherwise. Screw the fire code. <laughs> Fetch proper clothing before responding to a fire alarm. Don't trust the fire exit signs. Don't trust mm. Swiss architects. And don't yes. trust anyone who tells you tert butyl lithium is a safe chemical for anything. <laughs> Yours, okay. don't trust anyone except yourself. Yeah. Jason born your yeah. way into yeah. and yeah. out of yeah. every yeah. building. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly if you're in Zurich. Yeah. Yours begrudgingly, Magres Polar Bear. Thank you. Thank you, Magres Polar Thank Bear. You. That was uh, haunting. Yes. Yeah. Congrats on making it out of the back rooms. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, that was safety third. Our, our next episode will be on Chernobyl. Does anyone have any commercials before we go? Yes, if you're listening to this now, uh, RailNatter will be starting in one minute, except you're not because this is a recording and I don't know when it's coming out, so thank you for listening to RailNatter at some point. Bye, Gareth. Bye, bye, Gareth. No, I've got got a minute and a half. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, th- thanks everyone. Uh, yeah, no, real now. That's the plug. Also listen to Trash Future. Also listen to Lines Led by Donkeys. Also listen to uh, Ten Thousand Losses. Also listen to Kill James Bond. Uh, what else? Watch what Franklin missed? when it comes back, which it will yeah. be. Yes, yeah, watch Franklin like... on Six Guns 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. What else? I think that's, that's it. it. That's that's all the things. Oh, no, subscribe to the YouTube. Sign your dead yes. relatives up for the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, love you guys. Love you too. Love you, Devin. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> bye, Gareth. <laughs> bye. bye. Right. That was a podcast. <laughs>